Welcome back to Inside the Daily Press. My name is Matthew Hall. I'm the editor here, and I'm going to give you the rundown on some of the things you need to know to end your week. Um, sticking with a the crime theme in Santa Monica, I know we've been on that for a little bit, but people keep committing crimes, so we'll keep reporting on them. There was an incident this week that was actually quite dangerous. Um, an individual drove his car onto the Venice boardwalk, which should obviously be pedestrians only. He hit an individual um, with enough force that it shattered the windshield and then was dragged out of the car by police officers with the aid of some bystanders. And this is actually quite a bit of crazy video. There's a gentleman who posts to YouTube under the name Venice Gallery, and he has video of the whole incident, which includes a very close-up shot of this individual drinking a beer while he drives down the boardwalk. And then subsequently, um, sort of U-turning and showing up again right around the Venice skate park. At that point, cops are behind him. The YouTuber actually puts his bicycle in front of the car to stop it. And at that point, a series of arguments begin between the driver and the police officers regarding him exiting the vehicle. Several bystanders get involved, uh, one of whom moves around to the passenger side of the vehicle and starts to what I describe as mule kick the driver out of the vehicle. He kind of leans back and just throws several kicks at the driver. Eventually, the cops are able to pull that driver out of the vehicle. Um, the driver says, claims that it's the pedestrian's fault he got hit, and he claims that the pedestrian jumped in front of his car, even though this guy's driving on the pedestrian boardwalk. Um, he then starts to rant in English and Spanish about God and gays and several other things before he is cuffed and taken away. The video also includes a brief interview with the victim who said he was just out walking his dog, obviously unprepared for a vehicle to come by. He got hit. Um, he obviously survived. He declined to go to the hospital because he was afraid that if he did go into the ER, he would have to leave his dog alone in a hot vehicle. And he was obviously unprepared to do that. So, all in all, kind of a crazy story, kind of a crazy video, but we have a link to that and the story itself up on our website should you want to view that for yourselves. Sticking on the crime theme, um, but perhaps more breaking and more, su more surprising, although that's sad to say, the private security company that was scheduled to take over private security operations in downtown Santa Monica has shockingly quit the contract. Um, the city of Santa Monica had approved a request from Downtown Santa Monica, Inc., who are the people who oversee downtown, to transition its private security. We currently have the ambassadors. You've seen them in the blue shirts and the fedoras. They go around doing the best job they can. However, the city was going to transition from that company, it's called Block by Block, to a new company called Covered Six, who are going to provide a little bit more, I'm going to say it's a harder-edged security presence. Still private security, but just maybe slightly less friendly in their, their appeal and approach. Um, but this was this was done because there's been a lot of concern about crime downtown, about homelessness downtown, and, and the perception was something needed to be done. So contract was moving forward, 11th hour of negotiations. It was it was or it either was signed or was about to be signed by both parties. And some folks on the Internet started to raise questions about an individual named Bryce Eddy. Now, it's unclear what his connection to Covered Six is. What is clear is there are YouTube and social media posts where people refer to him as being with or affiliated with the company. So he'll be on a YouTube with a podcaster, and the podcaster will introduce him as Bryce Eddy of Covered Six. 
or he'll be seen wearing a covered six t-shirt or he's seen with a clipboard. Um, but there's no direct statement from him or anyone else as to what his role in the company is or was or might be. Now, the reason he it's important is he has other statements on social media that individuals say and describe as being um, homophobic and anti-LGBTQ and generally in keeping with a far-right internet presence. And so folks have raised the question of whether someone of that political leaning is appropriate to be involved with Santa Monica and its security operations. So DTSM said, hey, Covered Six, this guy worked for you. Apparently, Covered Six has said, no, he doesn't work for us and he's not affiliated with us. Um, DTSM asked for that in writing alongside a written statement guaranteeing a commitment to equity and subsequently Covered Six withdrew from the contract. That's the extent of the information we have. We, we don't know a lot of these details yet. We're still actively working on reporting that, but it sort of throws private security downtown into chaos. No, no one knows what's going to happen. We don't know if they're keeping Covered Six. We don't know if they're going to keep block by block. We don't know if they're going to jettison the contract, if, there's, if it's salvageable. We simply don't know. But we will follow up on the story and keep everyone updated as it goes forward. Um, our last, I say it's our last crime story. It's our, our, our next crime story is about retail theft. Um, we previously have reported that the city of Santa Monica and the police department here received about $6 million in a grant to uh, fight organized retail theft. Well, the county sheriff received about $15.6 million for the same purpose. Um, so locally, that money is going to go to establishing a crime center and doing those kinds of things. The sheriff is going to use its money to help fund a multi-jurisdictional task force that's going to be focused on organized retail theft. So that's not just some guy taking one item in a shoplifting. That's groups of individuals who are organizing and taking large quantities of specific items that they then resell for profit, you know, maybe in a black marketplace in person, oftentimes in an Amazon store. Um, and so this has become an increasing concern for retailers. This is the reason that a lot of soap is behind a lock and key under at your target. And so this money is going to be part of a statewide effort. Governor Newsom released a couple of million dollars total. And so that's going to be put around to to everybody who who would be uh, able to take advantage of this money and use it, use it to fight organized retail theft. Um, on similar theme, but switching gears a little bit, um, after our previous call it a difficult council meeting some folks might call it a dumpster fire whatever you want to call it where a bunch of items were were postponed council re-met this week with its regular agenda and went through all of the items it was supposed to go through a couple of weeks ago um, included in there was the final adoption of a set of safety rules so the city has made it uh, illegal to open carry knives swords sharpened sticks spears those kinds of things Previously, you would see this a lot if you watch the crime reports. Someone would show up with a machete. It's a very common thing to have, mostly because they're just stolen from the back of landscaper trucks. But there was no law in the books that said some guy couldn't walk around holding a machete. No, that was that was fine. Um, so this rule says, actually, that's not fine. And so that gives the police some additional rules for, for targeting those kinds of instances. There were also things in this uh, set of rules and procedures that included... Um, increasing local requirements for the legal sale and purchase of guns, storing guns in the city. Um, that was part of this package of, of ordinances. 
Um, the last thing in here that was sort of related to this was new rules related to the maintenance of vacant properties designed to try and keep vacant properties secure, prevent squatters, make sure that the properties themselves are safe and as clean as can be if they're vacant and not in use. Um, the last item, which isn't on our website yet, depending on when you listen to this podcast, but will be coming up in the next few days, is also about city council, but it's about scooters. People either love scooters or they hate scooters. Whichever whichever camp you fall in, scooters are up for discussion again in the next couple of weeks. The city is is refining its rules for scooter operations. There are only going to be a couple of companies that are going to be allowed to operate scooters in the city. We don't know what those companies are because the city is currently refusing to, re- to release the list of people who are their top choices. We will hear that and see that soon. But what council did at their last meeting was essentially extend the status quo for a few weeks while they work on finalizing contracts with the final two candidates. Now, this is interesting because for the first time in our knowledge, there were some council members who voted to essentially remove scooters from the city. Councilman Phil Brock and Councilman Oscar De La Torre voted against the motion to extend the current ordinance. Councilman Brock went on a very long explanation where, paraphrasing, he doesn't believe scooters should be in the city anymore. He doesn't support them. He doesn't think they have a use. He doesn't believe in their value. Now, staff provided some information about the number of trips that were taken and how many hundreds of thousands of cars it might offset and how locals are using them. All of that information is available. You can read our story about it when it comes out and also watch the city council meeting. You know, at the end of the day, there were five council members who voted to allow the current status quo to continue. And then in a couple of weeks, maybe more like a few weeks, we're going to have a much more robust discussion about if scooters should be allowed to be here at all, and then which two companies will be the companies who are allowed to operate them here. Again, we don't know the criteria yet. We don't know those companies yet. A lot of this will be stuff that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So to keep updated on this, to get more information about the stories I've currently talked about, you can always visit our website smdp.com or if you want to have this information brought to you every day in your email box just sign up for our newsletter the current which is also available via smdp.com 